What's good, y'all? This is Gene Demby, and we're doing something a little different, something short and sweet, a podcast extra, a mystery story from Blake Farmer of NPR member station WPLN in Nashville. And the story is about a correction to what may have been a glaring typo that went uncorrected for 85 years. But that typo may not have been an accident. Blake brings us this story from a little park that was thought to honor a famed abolitionist who you might have heard of. What, what do you know about Fred Douglas? Mm, I think he's, oh, I think he's like in a history book or something. In black history? Yeah, in black history. Middle schooler Janiah Henry twirls her little brother and sisters on the park's merry-go-round as I ask her about the name on its sign. I stopped by Fred Douglas Park on what happened to be the anniversary of his death. And that's Fred Douglas with one S, not Frederick Douglas with two S's. A spelling snafu that has had people scratching their heads for decades. This park is kind of hidden in plain sight near a highway. You can see the cranes of downtown. There's just enough room for a couple of soccer fields, a picnic pavilion, and a recently renovated playground. I started asking around to see if anyone thought the sign looked a little funny. It turned into more of an opportunity to share the highlights of who Frederick Douglass was. Then I found someone to help explain. I am David Ewing, a local Nashville historian and lawyer. And you would have thought that somebody over the years would have said, hey, Parks Department, you know, this isn't right. Why don't you change the name to honor Frederick Douglass? Ewing has been the driving force for changing it. Until now, Nashville's Parks Department has suggested there could have been another prominent Fred Douglass in town when the city of Nashville bought this land in the mid-1930s. But Ewing has poured through the city directory. He's done his research. He says there wasn't. If it was named after a local family, we would have heard from them by now. Ewing also has his doubts this was an honest mistake. Yes, you can find some historical writings where Douglas, the famous abolitionist, is referenced as Fred, and his last name has only one S. I actually was introduced to one of Douglas's descendants who told me just that. His name's Kenneth Morris. I'm the great-great-great-grandson of the great abolitionist Frederick Douglas. Morris says from time to time his famous family member would even sign his name in the abbreviated style with Fred and one S. I've also seen newspaper clippings and articles uh, from, from history where he is referred to as Fred Douglas. So it's, it's not surprising to me that, that they would name, um, name this after him and call it Fred Douglas. And, and it is pretty common for people to leave off that second S. But historian David Ewing is not entirely convinced. Yes, his name might have been written sometimes as Fred Douglas. But if you look at all of his writings on the three books that he published, the newspaper he published, it's Frederick Douglass. Two S's. See, Ewing knows a bit more about what was going on locally at the time. This was just the city's second, to use the term of the day, Negro Park. The first was named after a white family. Naming government property after an African-American, even as revered as Frederick Douglass, would ruffle feathers in the white establishment of a southern city. And simply creating this park for African-Americans had already become incredibly controversial. There was apparently pushback from the white community that lived over in East Nashville, and this was documented in the minutes of the park board, that they didn't want the African-Americans to have a park in East Nashville. And so the park board, since they got so many complaints, they kind of put the whole idea on hold. And when they finally revisited it in 1936, in their minutes they said, 
let's quietly open it and make no formal announcement. The board meeting minutes have a brief entry where they vote to call it Douglas Park, 1S. Then later, someone wrote in with a blue pen, Fred. No one seems to know the story there, but Ewing has a theory. To me, I think the original idea of this park was to name it after a famous African-American, Frederick Douglass. And then when all this pressure and criticism from others that lived over there from the white community came about, I think this was the way to kind of almost erase what they had done by shortening the name to Fred and shortening Douglas with one S. So you really wouldn't know who it was named for. Plausible deniability. At its March meeting, 80-some-odd years after the initial naming, the Parks Board looked at all the historical information and voted unanimously to clarify the name. They were careful to call it merely a clarification since a name change would take a much more involved process. It was one of Tommy Lynch's last acts as Parks Director before retiring. I think this is the first step or the next big step in that park's development, and there's no telling where to go from here. But people are throwing out ideas. There's talk of some sort of public art to honor Frederick Douglass on the site. Back at the park, the signage will soon be replaced, but you've already got teenagers intrigued. Abdi Maganga takes a break from flirting with girls and Googles the great abolitionist on a phone. Unprompted, he begins reading some of Douglas's most famous quotes. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Soon, Maganga may have much more company digesting those words that still resonate. To celebrate his 200th birthday, Frederick Douglass's descendants have pledged to distribute one million hardcover copies of his autobiography to young people around the country. It's called Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. And for the record, that's Frederick Douglass with two S's. That was Blake Farmer of member station WPLN in Nashville. I'll be back soon with my co-host, Shereen Marisol Maraji. Thanks for listening. As always, we want to hear from you. Our email is codeswitch at npr.org. Please subscribe to Code Switch wherever you subscribe to find podcasts. That's it for this podcast extra. I'm Gene Demby. Be easy. Be easy.